We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, and so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. A new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. A Festivus for the rest of us. At the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. everybody. Happy Sports Talk Saturday. Happy Sabres game day. Happy Bills game day. Happy, happy. I'm TJ Luckman. Next to me here is Frank Arcuri. We've been taking you through the last hour or so. We're here with you for another, it's not even going to be an hour, another 50 minutes. We've got Evan DePasquale producing for us. Um, lots happened in the last hour. We talked a lot of Sabres. Uh, we'll probably keep on the Sabres and then shift over to Bills at 12.30 when we will have ESPN's Elena Getzenberg on with us. Can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, the Sabres have been playing all week. They've been on a roller coaster all week, all year really. Talked about that with Anthony from Expected Buffalo last hour. Uh, great conversation with him. You can find that on demand at WGR550.com, hopefully soon, if not already. I wanted to stick with Savers here because I thought we were getting into it good about, uh, we got some good calls about it. Our last caller wanted to talk about, uh, you know, Victor Olofsson. We'll talk about it a little bit here and then we'll go shift over to Bills because I do see... um, we have people who want to talk about the Bills, rightfully so, because they play today too, and they'll be playing right here on WGR 550. We'll have Bills game day at 3 o'clock, uh, leading you all the way up to the game tonight at 8 o'clock. You heard Evan say it's on Peacock on uh, online, but if you're in the Buffalo area, it'll be on local channel 2. And, of course, you can hear it right here on WGR, which I already said. You'll have Chris Brown. <clears throat> Excuse me, Eric Wood and Sal Capaccio on the call there. Um, we were talking about Victor Olafson on the power play, and in general, Victor Olafson. And something that I've 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 come to appreciate kind of what he's been able to do this year, hmm. especially since I feel like he's gotten a lot of slack. But I feel like, especially in the last maybe ten to fifteen games, he's been. Shooting more, he's been getting into open space more at 5v5 um, than usual. So I, I feel like we're talking about wanting to trade Victor Olofsson or whatever. We've been talking about it 
Anthony said it's been talked about for 18 months, at least within the organization. Um, I feel like I f- I feel like a lot's been said about uh, Granado and coaching and whatever, and I'm not gonna I'm not really ready to to fire any coach or, or get anything going on that. Uh, we had a previous caller who said they wanted to make a trade, and that's kind of where my mind is at of what w- wanting what the Sa- yeah what I want the Sabers to do. I think that's the drastic thing they need to do. It doesn't even need to be drastic, uh, but you have players on this team who aren't part of your future. I do think you need to start thinking about building towards that, and then also using your future pieces toward pieces that can help you now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's all on the table. The Sabers have set themselves up to where we can talk about how much they have, how deep they are, and when they're going to actually pull the trigger on when to make this roster better. I, I'm there too with with them wanting to with wanting a trade. Um, the problem is who, and sure. the other thing is do what other teams want to make trades right now as well. I, I'm sure every team wants to make wants to make a trade, but oh yeah, it, it's it's more about the player and the team that they're on and their cap situation. 100%. That's that's the biggest thing. That's why I don't think we've seen a big trade by the Sabers yet. By the Sabers hopefully yet is yeah. the the flat cap that we've had the last, you know, few years because of, you know, COVID. Yeah. And then I think I, I think d- you're right. I think you're right. I want to I I don't want to co-opt here, but I mm. I think you're right in terms of that I feel like we don't talk enough about how, like, yeah, we want the Sabres to make a trade, but you need one of the other 31 other teams to also be in a mindset to make a trade. And And I just don't think anybody's in this league anymore, unless you're making a trade like an Eric Robinson trade where you get him for free unless he plays a certain amount of games. You're really not – once you're in the season, you're not looking at anything until the trade deadline. Yeah. That's just how it is. You don't don't see that many big trades – happen before before like and like the earliest they start nowadays is like a month before the deadline yeah besides the eichel trade um the only other one of the only other trades i can really think i can think of a couple trades um and that was matt duchene when he was traded from colorado to ottawa that was six years ago um i know and then that because that happened in like november 2017 yeah um, and then I think New Jersey traded Taylor Hall to Arizona in like December, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. I don't remember what year it was. It might have been 2018. It might have been 2019 around there. It was definitely around, definitely yeah. around that time. But besides that, and then the Eichel trade, you don't really see that many of these kind of, these are the kind of trades that, that fans want to see. It's these big, we trade a first round pick, a a prospect, maybe a player off our roster for a guy who's really good, who's going to come in and make an impact right away. Yep. You don't see those kind of trades until either the trade deadline or the offseason, especially the offseason nowadays. Because statistically, I mean, one thing that does not get talked about among Sabres fans is statistically, when you acquire, when you're acquiring a player at the trade, especially at the trade deadline, 
they're less likely to make a real impact on your team immediately the same way that they were making an impact on on the team they were just on. Right. Look at Timo look at Timo Meyer when he was traded to New Jersey. He was not that good when he when he started there and that was, you know, right after the deadline leading up to the playoffs. He's been fine this year. He's had, you know, he has moments where he's really good and moments where he's kind of struggling. But yeah. it takes it usually does take time. So Making those big trades, I think, is better suited for the off season. One hundred percent. Problem is, is well, we're not in the off season right now. If we wanted to see that big trade happen now, it was supposed to happen last June and July. Yeah, you can have a lot of hindsight with this. I definitely. Yeah. We've, talk, we've talked about it. How it's probably wasn't a good idea to sort of run the same group back for the year. Um, and there's definitely grievances I can air uh, about not making moves. In the summer, for maybe even to shake up your forward group, I, which like I know it's tough it's to, to even do that. They didn't even just shake it up, but they sort of just brought everybody back yeah. and expected the same result under a different system, might I add. But it's not even the forward group that like I want to see them make a move at. It's defense and goaltending I wanted to see. Yeah, and there goal were guys especially. of goaltending especially, but there were guys of it that were available last off season that they could have tried better to make to acquire. And obviously the free agent goalie goalie crop last year was really bad. I did not like it at all. The best guy was Jonas Corposalo, who got the big who got a big decently big contract from Ottawa. And I'm like, I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah. Um goalie and more the, goalie and more I don't want to say I'm comfortable waiting for a goalie, but we, they obviously are waiting for somebody to sort of step up from the guys that they draft. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there was an opportunity, I don't want to say an opportunity to bring in a stopgap, saying that there was something available and out there and that they were ready to pull the trigger. But Yeah, goalies are also just now. weird. The goalies are also just weird in terms of their yeah. availability. I mean, everyone was like, Connor Hellebuck's available, and then he wasn't, and now he's re-signed in Winnipeg. People are like, yeah, go, after U- saga. go after UC <laughs> Saros then, because... He's going to be a UFA next uh, after next year, and there's no way Nashville's going to keep him. They're going to want to trade him. Are yeah. you sure about that? Do you really think Nashville's going to trade UC a top five goalie in the league? I know they got yes, I know they got they got a scar off in the AHL, but Nashville's only trading Saros if if they know a scar off is going to be a, a top five goalie as well. And there's just no guarantee at that right yeah. now. So I don't really see Nashville trading Saros. I don't. Right now, yeah, right now for goalies, I don't really know who is available besides yeah. potentially like AHL guys, and you're not doing that because you've got three goalies already. Yeah. So I'm looking at defensemen more, and, well, Brett Pesci seemed like he was available last summer. I don't know if he actually was, but I would have liked to have seen at least – I would like to see Adam, Kevin Adams make a more aggressive approach at – getting a guy who's going to come in and help you right away. Yeah. And I want to see him be more willing to trade a forward prospect that they have. They have a, we we know their their forward prospects are abundance. They got a whole bunch of them. Yep. The biggest one, the biggest trade piece I see is Noah Osland right now who's over in Sweden. He's doing he's doing fine. He's playing on the Sweden uh Swedish World Junior team that's coming up right after Christmas. So that's going to be a lot of fun being able to watch him, yeah. watch him play and I want to see I want to see his willingness to move one of those kind of guys. I understand okay. maybe not wanting to trade their first round pick last year, 
But this year, this year, it should have been on the table. La- at least last summer. 100%. Uh, let's go to the phones here. We've got Jerry in Kenmore. Jerry, what do you want to say? You know, last year I was um, very disappointed in Adams not making a move this time of the year at the trade deadline to get a veteran goalie because when you finish one point out of the playoffs, um, it, it was on the it, it was it could have been made up with goaltending last year that one point and and I'm going to tell you why I'm disappointed. Excuse me, um, our goal last year was to make the playoffs, and we didn't make it. Would have been our goal would have been this year to would have been to advance in the playoffs. Now our goal was back to let's get in the playoffs. This a young group, the amount they would have learned in one playoff series would have been huge for this organization. Like what's it like to play with the work ethic that happens in the playoffs? The the game changes in the playoffs. Everybody tries wait it's an effort sport. It is much harder to play in the playoffs. I think this team, what they would have learned last year in a playoff series would have been huge. And we're already trailing this, this scale up by not making the playoffs last year. And if we don't make them this year, it is a huge disappointment and it's an Adams failure. 100%. That part, that part, I definitely agree with. Um, Yeah. The one thing I will, I will dispute, I dispute on, on that, on that Jerry is last year, the goal was not to make the playoffs. The goal was to improve off of what they, of their, of of the finish that they had in the 21-22 season. They've ended the season really well, and the goal last year was to build off of that, and they did. They were 16 points better from 22 to 20 to 23. They were a 75-point team in 21-22. They ended the season last year 91 points. Huge improvement. That was the step they wanted to take. This year, it's about getting in and learning what it takes to win in the playoffs, and that's where I, and I, and I do agree where Adams dropped the ball in not acquiring more top end talent and not just, you know, guys who fill the who fill, you know, small gaps in your roster here and here and there. That's where that that's I think where I where I differ. One thing I want to give to Jerry here is if they make the playoffs last year, I feel like we're having a completely different conversation. Because we're not talking about twelve years of them not making it. We're not yep. that's not looming in the background yep. here. Definitely um, true. Definitely definitely a different conversation, but I still think I think to Jerry's point, if they get in the playoffs last year and, you know, maybe they take a game or two against Boston, maybe Boston blows their door door off and that's what Boston needs to really get their thing on track. They lose in the first round of Florida, of course. But I think looking at that and seeing what kind of series they would have played against Boston where you're going to experience that tightness that playoff hockey brings. Mm-hmm. Um I think that would have been a valuable thing to learn in order for Don to say, we're going to learn this new defensive system. Do you know what I mean by mm-hmm. this? Like, they would have had that experience the, to understand why they need to switch to it. That's been one of. of my biggest grievances with this with this team is they're trying to play playoff-style hockey yep. without experiencing what the playoffs actually are. Yeah. Groot, there are players. It's not, on, it's not even that. It, for it's, me. It's, it's there, just, yeah. There's players on this team who've played in the playoffs on different teams. Yeah. It's completely different than having them all on one team that hasn't made the playoffs in over a decade and, and experiencing that themselves. Yeah. Most, this core, most of this core has never played in the playoffs. Yeah. Besides Alex Tuck, really. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Alex Tuck is the only one, a part of this actual core that's expected to be here long term, 
who's played in the playoffs. Yeah. That's it. No one else has. So how can you say we need to play playoff-style hockey without knowing what playoff-style hockey actually is because you haven't experienced it yourself? Yeah, and I think that's the point the caller was trying to make there, Jerry, was that you know he— you know, if they have that experience, maybe there's an extra piece of the puzzle that they have for this year. Yeah. Anyway. They, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're we gotta we gotta shift off of Sabers here. It is twelve twenty five. We're gonna hit a break on our way. When we come back, we're gonna have ESPN's Elena Getzenberg on, and we're gonna shift over to the Bills and start previewing kind of that during throughout our the rest of our show and then throughout the rest of the afternoon. Uh, Sabres tonight will be on WBEN 930, our sister station, so you can tune in there at 6.30. You will have uh, Brian Koziel with the pregame at 6.30 there. Uh, Paul Hamilton will be along with our coverage. I'll be producing the game. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Of course, like I said, next we'll be with Elena. We'll be previewing Bills, which will be on our station tonight. That's WGR 550. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 